Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 29 of West New York Brews. My name is Scott. I'm a home brewer just outside of Buffalo, New York. And on this episode, I'm talking to Josh DeZamba. He is starting the West Shore Brewing Company in Clarence, New York, and he has a Kickstarter page. So I thought it would be fun to talk to Josh about the finances of trying to start up a brewery. I hear that starting up a brewery costs an awful lot of money. So we're talking about West Shore Brewing. We're talking about the uh, facility. We're talking about the brewing system that they're running there. We're talking about future plans. We're talking about the history. And we're talking a little bit about the financial aspect about starting a brewery and the crowdsourcing part as well. If having a local brewery in Clarence is important to you, if just having more good Buffalo beer is important to you, then go to West Shore Brewing dot com forward slash kickstarter to help out josh with his campaign there's only 10 days left nine days left eight days depending on when you're listening to this this is going out on september 7th 2016 and there's only nine or ten days left to get on this he has some great perks for signing up so again go to westshorebrewing.com forward slash kickstarter to help Josh out with this product. I am currently drinking an Oktoberfest that we brewed here at the house. If you're drinking with us, we are opening it up in three, two, one. I'm in a room here in Clarence Center, right next to a gym, in between a gym and a Napa Auto Parts. And I'm standing here with Josh at the almost, almost built West Shore Brewing Company. Josh, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Josh Tizamba. I'm founder, president, going to be brewer, janitor for, <laughs> the, uh, for Clarence First uh, Brewery, the West Shore Brewing Company. So it's a three-barrel system. We're looking at it right now. You're not because it's all audio, but it's it's a beautiful, shimmering, gleaming system, three barrels. And I wanted to talk about the cost of starting up a brewery because that I mean, that system alone is is how much does something like that run you with a three barrel? Uh, you're probably running 25 25 to 30 with all the parts and accessories and shipping and everything. That's not the building. That's not no, uh, no, no, that's... construction. That's not permits. That's not ingredients. That is those shiny objects in the corner. Yeah, that's just uh, that's just a brew house. It's not even with the <laughs> fermenters and everything. Um, that's right. That's not that's not the tanks. That's not the eventual canning line, I'm sure, and uh, <laughs> distribution trucks and all that. So where, where did the idea come from where you go, eh, I could probably do that? Well, it's funny. I started uh, probably like a lot of small brewers. I started home brewing about five years ago yeah. um, and became obsessed. Like just brewing and those first batches were awful. Yeah. I mean, they were just bad and I couldn't figure out. I'm like, this is really hard. And then eventually <laughs> something just clicked and they started getting better. And people were like, you know, your beer is pretty good. Um, and then on top of that, I've been just for the last five to seven years, I've been trying to get a job in the beer industry, uh -huh. but couldn't get a position that was like 
going to fit my lifestyle versus, you know, what I was currently making. Yeah. I couldn't take like big steps down because everybody has bills and stuff, but I wanted to get in. I wanted to get in and I couldn't. And then, you know, five, six years ago, the craft boom just started growing. And even then I was like, you know what? I'm like, I kind of want to start a brewery. And this was back <laughs> when all we had was flying bison and community was just starting. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I really want to start a brewery. And then I started seeing these happening like one, one by one, by one. I'm like, we got to get in here. And then, you know what? Everything just kind of like with my job and things were changing and it was getting harder and, you know, with the economy and everything. And I was like, if I'm going to do this now, now has to be the time. Um, and I've got a lot of friends in the industry that imparted a lot of knowledge because you cannot, that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing uh-huh. is knowing like, Oh yeah, I want to order a system. Well, what kind of system are you looking I mean, it took me six months of research of, and then like looking through class, like brewers classifies for you system, you know, yeah. going, do I go with a barrel and a half, a two, a three, a five, like where's the break even point. Yeah. Um, and the nice thing that's happened is over the last few years, it shifted from outside distribution to inside where it used to be really, really hard for nanos to make, to, to make money. Because mm-hmm. you had to have to, would have to brew so much, and there were so many labor costs involved to get the beer out. And now, with everybody wanting to visit, and you're selling it in house, it's 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 a much kinder kinder business right. model, and it's it's a lot easier because you don't have to fight for tap space, you don't have to worry about deliveries, you don't have to worry about your kegs going missing. <laughs> right, everything's in house. I mean. We want to distribute too, yeah, but course. to start, everything's going to be in house. So it's just nice to, you know, to to have the opportunity to do this now. But that's an added expense too, because now you have to make a pretty place. Oh, it is. You have to make somewhere that people want to come. Yeah, exactly. Where before I could do like I could rent out. Like I said, I know you can't see the space because we're on audio, but I could rent out like a little section of this and I'd probably be already brewing and already have everything. Yeah. But no, I'm like, as you can say, we're standing on a bar from 1939 right now that I'm currently refinishing. I've spent hours working on the floor, you know, the the floor paint. I got tables coming in and all the lighting structures. All that stuff goes in when you need a, a nice, pretty tap room. But it's, I think it's all worth it in the end. So this tap room, also, it's got a rustic look already. It looks like a lot of work has been done. It's a really nice look, um, kind of like the inside of a barn. Is this what you're going for? Yeah, um, we're right. going for like you know the barn, the lodge, the old. Yeah. I mean the old kind of like a bare bones, just comfortable place. Right. We're not going to be the big, flashy brewery. We're just going to come in. It's going to be a nice, easy place to enjoy a beer, see the system. There'll probably be people brewing here as you're sitting here. Um, <laughs> going to have to keep up. If, yeah. yeah. But it's just supposed to be a um, it's just supposed to be a nice place, nice local beer. I know Clarence has been wanting one. There's been but there's been nothing out here. Okay. So has Clarence been willing to help? Clarence has actually been great. Yeah. Um, a lot of people in the town. I had my original plan was actually to start. As a contract, we were like, get a line out, yeah. start selling it, raise some money, and then get into a tap room. Okay. And it was just so much more. The more I started looking into it, it's like, I'm putting so much work in. Where can I, where can I, you know, I probably should just go to a tap room. And there was, an, <laughs> like, when I, when I incorporated the business, actually, in July of last year, an article went out in the news. Like, this was, like, while wow, 12 Gates was getting ready to open, and I yeah. was included. And then the title was, West Shore Might Settle in Clarence. 
the next day I had the town calling me going, this is great. We want you to be out here. Is there anything we can do to help? Yeah. So I've had like the building departments, the IDAs, the chamber of commerce doing whatever they can to help me out. That's great. Um, and it's just funny because even West Shore wasn't originally going to be the name. Uh-huh. And as I was going in and starting, the name I wanted got taken. Okay. Um, and then I was like, do you know what? Between my family history, I'm like, it should be West Shore. Like, that should be the name. And it just it just kept sticking. Yeah. And then the West Shore is very prominent out here in Clarence. Uh-huh. So it fits perfectly where it's supposed to be. It, it, it's just been a lot of... A lot of good things have happened that I wasn't anticipating. How close are you to the West Shore line? Um, The line actually where we're located on Main Street, if you go and make a left turn on either Gunville or Strickler, Uh um, you're right right there. Um, The line's just on the other side of the high school. All right. It's now the West Shore Trail through through Clarence and into Clarence Hollow. My five-year-old is a train person, so that's that's good to know. (laughs) Well, it is. um, I actually... Uh, my family wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the West Shore. My uh, my great grandfather immigrated from Poland and settled in Detroit, and then came here in 1918 uh-huh. to work on the West Shore, and then was working on the railroad for 50 years until he until he retired. Right. So, I mean, when that was an operational rail line, he was in and out of there. Actually, my great uncle as well. So we got a lot of family history, and that's really kind of made the project better for me. Yeah. It's great. Do you have plans for for train memorabilia for we actually as have much co- as you can historically? Yeah, we have quite a few historical pieces. That's great. Um, and the historical uh, the historical society here has been all into like if you need anything else, we'll give you copies of pictures to get awesome. prints. We're gonna try like on a monthly basis to kind of rotate some of the pieces in and out of here because uh-huh. um, I would love to have a museum too, but I gotta get the, <laughs> the, uh, the brewery space off the off the ground first. But yeah, we're gonna have different maps and stuff that showcase like Clarence and the area as a whole. And actually, if you see like um, a lot of our beer names are gonna be. Uh, should all of them be railroad based uh-huh. off the area <laughs> all right so when you were starting um I don't, I don't know about your personal finances but when you when you put down the business plan for this where did you think the money was going to come from i had some personal savings lined yeah. up um and i had some family members that said oh we want to help you we want to get you off the ground and when I say that, I don't mean I didn't have someone to come in and go, and here's a million dollars. I don't have that. Um, a lot of this has just been legwork, and I did a lot of work through banks. Yeah. I knew there was going to be some bank financing. I knew that, um, and it took and that, that part took a lot longer than I thought it would. But I did it right. I didn't rush into anything. I spent a lot of time pining over, you know, break-even analysis and yeah. just projections and trying to get something that was like, if this is the absolute minimum, we think at the worst case scenario we'll sell, can it still work? And we built a plan around that. That's good. Um, so it involves a lot of hours. Uh, <laughs> it involves a lot of legwork by, uh, by me, where I'm here every night, like literally sanding down the bar, sanding floors, building the base here, putting the system together. Um, yeah, so it's, and that's, and that's, I think, how the small guys have to do it. Yeah. Um, but, and I think people will appreciate that. I'm hoping they appreciate that. Right. So like, you, I, I want people to come in here and be like, look, he did this. This isn't, we want to help small business. We want to help local. Yeah. Um, so 
So you're trying to do crowdfunding too? I am. Through Kickstarter. Um, and that was, as you can uh, imagine, there's always costs in any build that you don't anticipate. Yeah. Some of the stuff when we were putting together, I had it almost perfect. And then we had some town code compliance stuff like that we needed to add on to right. do that. And that's what we're trying to do the Kickstarter funding for, to help us with some of the additional um, the additional costs. We had to ship in some more stuff that ate into some of what we had set aside. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what we're trying to do right now. So the Kickstarter will help us finish all this off, make it look really pretty, and get open as soon as possible. What's the timeline then? We are, we are hoping to be open. Best estimate. Middle of October. <laughs> middle of October, wow. That's what we're, that's what we're hoping for. Huh. Um, like I said, hoping. Yeah. Um, we are hopefully weeks away from our federal brewer's notice. Okay. Um, in talking to them, it shouldn't be much longer. The application's been in for months. Yeah. So we're hoping that, already talked to the state, it should be a quick run through for that. So we're hoping that like the day those come in, uh -huh. we can open the doors. Excellent. <laughs> And you'll, can you brew before that or legally you, you... Legally, we will turn those on as soon as we get the federal permits. Gotcha. So by law, you, can, you can't sell until you get the state, but you can start brewing when you get the federal. Okay. So the beer should be all set and all ready, um, the first couple offerings anyway, um, when the state one comes through and when we get our occupancy certificate from the town. So, uh, so what's, the first, what's the first brewery you have planned? Um, the first one's going to be the Historic Rail Pale Ale. I know, nice. long name. But historic Rail Pale Ale. That's no, going to be the first one that it comes rolled. out. Um, again, a name that just kind of rolled off the tongue, sounded good. Yeah. So um, nice, easy drinking pale. I want to say it's right around, off the top of my head, it's like 40 IBUs. Mm -hmm. uh, 4.7, 4.8% ABV. We'll see how it scales up to the bigger system. Right. Um, just kind of nice. It's got a nice malt character nice malt background but it also has a nice hop note yeah um that one's got uh i think summit cascade uh, and some columbus hops in that nice one. one but then we got a couple others we're trying to keep four to five on at a time uh -huh. two to three standards with some rotating ones um we got a nice german amber ale that we want to roll out at the start um an imperial ipa um and a pre-prohibition style ale which is a really really dark malty ale uh -huh. that doesn't taste dark Comes out black like like a porter, but tastes kind of just like a middle of the road ale. Okay. Um, but then there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of recipes that we want to get. There's three to four more IPAs. Yeah. Um, there's an English bitters in there, Marzen style ale, a porter, an oatmeal stout, kind of all <laughs> over the. <laughs> Who's helping you do it? Um, I have a couple of assistant brewers that are going to come in from time to time to help out, but. Yeah. Mostly the brewing is going to be me as right. well. So if you come in, I'll, you know that I'll be here brewing and I'll be behind the bar. I was going to say, you're going to hire somebody, right? Somebody's yes. going to be No, hired. no. We have, some, we, we have some staff. We're going to have some tap room staff. Yeah, good. Um, some part-time people coming in. Basically, just to start. Once business gets going, we'll probably have some more uh, full-time employees yeah. based on how the, um, the business is. We are going to have a grand opening, but it's not going to be this big, elaborate... We're gonna open the door, uh, when we start, probably be open three days a week. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe Wednesday, Wednesday through Saturday. Once that picks up, and that's more for, we wanna see how we need to test our systems. Yeah. You know, we gotta see how everything, everything works, how much beer we go through, you know, uh, adjust our brewing schedules accordingly. 
Yeah. Um, and then once that happens, then we can start adding days, adding hours. Uh, but there's a lot of fun things to be like, uh, and that we want to do. Um, the nice thing about having a small system is, is we can have a rotating draft schedule. Mm-hmm. We're not like locked into something that we can actually unveil dep- on, based on traffic. We could have a beer roll out a week. Yeah. Um, week every two weeks. Um, we can do different things. We can flavor different. We can put di- We can test out different things in the fermenter. Run experimentals. We can. I mean, we can play around with it a lot. So something's always fresh. Something's always new. Yeah. So there's a reason to come back in. How big are the tanks that are coming in? Um, three barrel fermenters. So oh, we're gonna okay. have four three barrel fermenters. So we can have four beers going. Four All beers right. going at a time. So it's just a single. It's a single batch into the fermenter exactly. and done. And if we need to run a double, we just split it between the two fermenters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to be, and then even, even after that, we want to have a couple of one and a half barrel fermenters where we do a base beer, yeah. and then so we can like say we can run a nice summer wheat, but then we can flavor it with either grapefruit or lemon or something like that. Yeah. So and if somebody doesn't it. like a grapefruit, you can have a nice summer German wheat, but then a nice like say a grapefruit wheat or something like that. That right. gives us a little more flexibility. So do you have room for expansion? Eventually, yes. Yeah, great. Um, like I said, you again, kick out the gym. Again, again, we're on audio, but I mean, if you look um, above where the bar is going to be, yeah. that's actually a whole upper level that ah. we can have like indoor gaming tournaments, uh, private events. You can host it for parties. You can have catered events up there. Um, and then out in the front of the building, too, we're going to have a patio. Yeah. So an, an outside patio in here. In there, and we're hopefully within the next year expanding all the way out. We're Excellent. standing and going yeah. all the way out front, so we'll have a big open and then a big above and everything as well. Yeah. That's great. All right. Tell me how many hours you're spending here a week at the moment. At the moment? Uh, I'm probably here about 40 to 50 hours. All right. That's not as bad as I thought you were going to no. say. Um, when this opens, I will probably be here 60 to 100. Yeah. On top of uh, working another job at the same time. <laughs> so you're part-time in it, too. Yeah. So um, how long before you think you're going to start paying yourself? Hopefully by the end of the year. Projection-wise, yeah. Hopefully by the end, end of the, of the year? year. Yeah. All right. Um, but my uh, goal is to scare all the people who are <laughs> looking at it like, holy you, crap. The, the one thing you got to do is you got to have support. Yeah. Um, my, my wife has been tremendously supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, my father has been tremendously supportive. I mean, he's an engineer, works full time, and then comes and spends eight, nine hours here on a Saturday and eight, wow. nine hours on a Sunday. Yeah. So um, you got to have that support system behind you. If, uh, if my wife said no, I will come for <laughs> This would be a no. Yeah. <laughs> but she's as excited as, it, as I am. And that's, I, to people that want to start, that's, that's key. But you have to have a plan in place. And that's why, again, we're looking at opening like three days a week to start mm-hmm. off with. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think originally that was Rusty Nichols' plan, too, was to only be open a couple of weeks. Yeah. But then their demand exploded. Yeah. And one thing I've learned is you will have no shortage of trying to find employees when you start a brewery. Oh, yeah? I've had family members, friends, people coming out of the woodwork. Like, as soon as you need to hire somebody, I would love to come work there. It's awesome. So it's not going to be hard if, like, oh, my God, there's a lot of people here. I think we should be open six days a week. It's not going to be hard to... Yeah, immediately Spread come in out. and get some help. So tell people where we can find West Shore right now. You can visit our website at westshorebrewing.com, facebook.com slash westshorebrewing. Those are really the two main places. I will admit I need to get better on Twitter and Instagram. But <laughs> Well, you're, you're busy. There's only so much time in the day. 
But yeah, that's where you can find us right now. The sign hopefully will be going up by the end of the week. Uh-huh. Um, so you can see us. We're going to be located 9992 Main Street, actually in the same building as the Napa. So you're going to be able to walk in. There's going to be a nice, hopefully carved wooden sign yeah. out uh, in the front. Um, some nice tables outside, and then you'll come in. Um, and we're actually going to have the whole tap room set up German, like beer garden style. Just nice. With, so we'll have the bar and then lined up, lined up picket tables. Yeah. So it'll it'll look nice, and it's going to be a work in progress too. And I think that's a big thing that the smaller guys have to do. You have to open. You have to be able yeah. to. So, and then once you get open, then you can make improvements. Like you're going to see other improvements, like better um, better lighting. You're going to see windows. Hopefully, a back patio area too. The Kickstarter campaign. Tell us where yeah. the Kickstarter campaign is, please. Kickstarter right now. Obviously, you can search on Kickstarter, but you can also find it a linked on our website and linked on our Facebook page. We're giving away a lot of cool stuff. I mean, from everything from like small donations, from snick, from stickers and pint glasses to t-shirts, growlers, uh, mug club memberships where, you know, I think everybody at this point is familiar with those. Well, we keep our, uh, we'll keep your mug here only for you. And then you can get a 22 ounce draft at the point of a, at the cost of a 16 ounce. That's nice. Um, you'll get $2 off every growler fill. Um, and then um, on top of that, we have a Mug Club Plus Kickstarter um, level of donation on our page where we'll hold a special event before we open. So everybody that does that will yeah. get a Mug Club membership, a t-shirt, a pint glass, and they'll be able to come in here before we're open to the public and be one of the first to come in and enjoy the tap room. Yeah, it's great. Hey, thank you very much for uh, for meeting me out here. For coming thank you. Here I'm glad it's, it's on your it's, off time. <laughs> it's, it's it's nice because I spend so much time dealing with. Uh, permits and laws and actual construction that it's really nice to actually talk about the beer in the tap room and being open. So. Yeah, right? All right. Hey, thank you. Thank you. So once again, thank you to Josh DeZamba for taking the time out to come back to the brewery at which I'm sure he's already spending way too much time and talk to me about this for a little while. It was greatly appreciated. And while I'm on that, if you are listening to this podcast and you make it to the end especially, I really appreciate that you do that. Uh, Thank you for listening. Let other people know we want to spread Buffalo beer far and wide. So thank you. It really does mean an awful lot to me that you are listening. If you want to get a hold of me, there are many ways you can do that. You can email me, scott at wnybrews.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash WNY Brews, twitter.com forward slash WNY Brews. You can find us on Untapped, untapped.com forward slash user forward slash WNY Brews. Again, if you're on iTunes and you're listening, it would be greatly appreciated if you wrote a review and rated the podcast. It helps so that other people can find it easier and iTunes doesn't push us way down to the bottom of the search results when people type in beer. We want to spread the Buffalo beer message. So I'm going to read one of those reviews and I'll do it at the end of every episode until I run out of reviews or if reviews keep coming in and we have more than enough to read for the next 20 years, that's great too. So I'm going to read one from Rick from New York. It says this local homebrewing podcast is one of my favorites. Lots of interesting guests and topics. I can't wait for the new episodes to come out to pick up new info or learn about an upcoming brew event. I swear I didn't pay him to say that if it is the Rick that I'm thinking of. If it's not, that's even even better. Random Rick. So thank you very much. And if you have a review that you wouldn't mind leaving for us on iTunes or if it's a terrible review, leave that one, too. I want to hear what you want to hear. So once again, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And thank you to the Rearview Ramblers 
for the use of their song you can't buy beer with condolences off of their new ep buffalo americana and we're going to close out on that and we'll see you on episode 30 where i'm talking to new york beer project cheers